In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to Sunday celebration of Mass. Today is the first Sunday in the Lenten season, and we're invited to enter into this season with a sense of courage and perseverance to see all of our resolutions through to the end. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God made flesh and splendor of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord of mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, through the yearly observance of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God fashioned man of dust from the soil. Then he breathed into his nostrils a breath of life, and thus man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden, which is in the east, and there he put the man he had fashioned. The Lord God caused to spring up from the soil every kind of tree, enticing to look at and good to eat. With the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the middle of the garden, the serpent was the most subtle of all the wild beasts that the Lord God had made. It asked the woman, did God really say you were not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees in the garden. But the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, You must not eat it, nor touch it, under pain of death. Then the serpent said to the woman, No, you will not die. God knows, in fact, that on the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God's, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good to eat and pleasing to the eye, and that it was desirable for the knowledge that it could give. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together to make themselves loincloths. The word of the Lord. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offence. Wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offences, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone. 
have I sinned? What is evil in your sight I have done? A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor, sustain me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. However great the number of sins committed, grace was even greater. Sin entered the world through one man, and through sin, death. And thus death has spread through the whole human race, because everyone has sinned. If it is certain that death reigned over everyone, and it's the consequence of one man's fall, it is even more certain that one man, Jesus Christ, will cause everyone to reign in life who receives the free gift that he does not deserve of being made righteous. Again, as one man's fall brought condemnation on everyone, so the good act of one man brings everyone life and makes them justified. As by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience, many will, made, will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus was led by the Spirit out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, after which he was very hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to turn into loaves. But he replied, Scripture says, Man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil then took him to the holy city and made him stand in the parapet of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For scripture says, he will put you in his angels' charge and they will support you on their hands in case you hurt your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Scripture also says, you must not put the Lord your God to the test. Next, taking him to a very high mountain, the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. I will give you all these, he said, if you fall at my feet and worship me. Then Jesus replied, be off, Satan, for scripture says, 
You must worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Then the devil left him, and the angels appeared and looked after him. The Gospel of the Lord. I just want to reflect with you for a few moments about the passage that is read to us from the Gospel of St. Matthew on this first Sunday of Lent. The passage itself is familiar enough to us. Jesus is in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, tempted by the devil with worldly things. When he's hungry, uh, to change the stones into bread and satisfy that hunger. With worldly power, he's offered the kingdoms of the world if he will only bow down and worship the devil. And he is tempted uh, to to put God to the test by throwing himself uh, from the heights and to see whether God will save him. All these things we hear that Jesus simply resists. We never ever see Jesus in the way that we see him in the gospel today. We see him teach and cure the sick and answer people's questions, but we never, ever see him like this. To understand the passage perhaps a bit better, you have to understand that there is a symbolic language in the gospel and also in the Old Testament. The desert itself is always the place in which people are tested The prophets themselves find themselves very often in the the desert and you know that in that place that they are going to be tested. You will remember also that after being freed from slavery, the people themselves of Israel found themselves also in the desert and like the prophets, they also are tested. So Jesus himself also is in the desert here. And those who are listening would have known that it was a place of trial. A further clue to those original listeners who heard this passage would be those 40 days and 40 nights, echoing the 40 years that Israel itself wandered in the desert, seeking the promised land to live in. We hear in the passage, as you heard, that Jesus is led to the desert by the Spirit. Previous to this passage, Jesus himself is baptised and the Spirit itself descends on Jesus. He's the Anointed One, the Messiah, and he's the one in whom the Spirit is present. It's this same Spirit that leads Jesus into the desert. You know that in many ordinary stories, there is always that scenario, if you like, where the leading person is tested, has to pass through trials and tests in order to meet their end. Such is this story, for it sounds as if Jesus himself also is being tested for what is to come afterwards. In this episode, he meets, of course, the devil who comes to him in some unspecified form. Only in two other occasions do we hear of the devil in Matthew's Gospel, 
in the parable of the sower and in the parable of the sheep and the goats. Here the devil appears simply to test Jesus. It's interesting in the passage itself, the devil recognises him as the son of God. He doesn't doubt that he is the son of God, but is only interested in how he will now act. Will he do things for the wrong reason? Will he give in to earthly hunger and change the stones into bread? Will he give in to the desire for power to rule over these kingdoms by what the devil offers him? And will he put God to the test by throwing himself off of this pinnacle? How will Jesus act? Will Jesus prove himself to be the Son of God? To each of these trials then and temptations, what we hear is that Jesus himself uh, resists these. But the devil himself simply quotes places of the scripture to him. These passages are taken from Deuteronomy. And they would have been known to the original listeners. But Jesus responds also from these same passages. The passages would have been known uh, to the people themselves because they take place in that part in which Israel itself is about to enter into the promised land. Now, God will not give them the things that they need because they will have them to hand, a home, a land, their own crops, their water, their houses, their towns, and their walls to guard them. Will they be tempted, the book of Deuteronomy asks, not to believe any longer in him because, in a sense, they don't need him for the things that they are the earthly things. But Jesus simply uses the passages from the book of Deuteronomy to once again speak of that definitive and final struggle that he is to have with the devil. Jesus will not be overcome by these temptations of hunger, of food, of thirst, of power over others. He simply sees through the deceit of the devil himself. He will not change the stones into bread. He will not throw himself down from this pinnacle, and he will not bow down and worship the devil. He passes the tests. He passes the trials, and he begins his ministry. He proves who he is. This passage that we read from and listen to on the first Sunday of Lent is very important for the church because those 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus spends in the desert become for us the season of Lent with its 40 days. Likewise, in these 40 days, we too are invited into the desert, like the prophets, like the people of Israel, and like Jesus himself. And in the desert itself of Lent, we feel that hunger and thirst in the temptations themselves. In the desert, and in any desert, there are no places to run to. There are no roads to travel by. There are no signposts, and there is no one to tell us where to go. In this place, In the desert of Lent itself, we face the trials of body and spirit. And by our Lord's holy fast, 
we are strengthened to overcome the devil and to overcome sin in our own life. Jealousy and envy, pride and resentment, anger and selfishness in all its forms that it comes to us, in all the forms that the devil visits us. The devil who whispers into our ears, we are able to silence. Lent then invites us to come into the desert. In the desert there is nothing. There are no roads, no one to point the way, and nothing to distract or amuse us. In the desert we are alone with our thoughts and with the things that preoccupy us. In the desert we are alone with our fears and our temptations. But with Christ we come out of this desert purer and stronger, single-minded and pure in heart, ready for the next part of our life and what is to come to us, victorious by the power of grace over the things that very often enslave us. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the season of Lent, we are especially invited with Jesus to come to the desert, and we ask him to intercede for all our needs. That's people in danger from the virus spreading throughout the world will be safe and those who have contracted the illness may recover their health again. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the children to be confirmed in this week, that they may live in the power of God's love. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That this Lent may lead us to a deeper faith and a more generous response to the love of God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who are parents, that they may have the strength and wisdom to be good parents, attentive, considerate, and wise, wise guides to their children. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the ability uh, to be generous in our almsgiving, especially in the knowledge that those who have nothing need our help and assistance. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those seeking to give their life to God in ministry, that their formation may equip them to be ambassadors of the good news 
to the people they will serve. Lord, hear us. For all who have died and all those we are asked to remember, Lord, hear us. Jesus, in your generous love, you have called us to follow you through the desert and to beyond. Give us strength in the moments in which we are in the desert to stand firm, to be strong and to persevere. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Hymn number 293, God of Mercy and Compassion. Number 293. Sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Give us the right dispositions, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings, for with them we celebrate the beginning of this venerable and sacred time. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By abstaining forty long days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance, 
and by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that celebrating worthily the Paschal mysteries, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. 
We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace. of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word of my soul.
Please join in singing hymn number 757, Be Not Afraid, number 757. Let us pray. Renewed now with heavenly bread, by which faith is nourished, hope increased, and charity strengthened, we pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, the true and living bread, and strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join us during the week uh, for Stations of the Cross, uh, which take place on Monday and Wednesday, 7 in the evening. And if you get the chance to, to go to Mass uh, through uh, the week, uh, please do that as part of your Lent as well. I encourage you also uh, to go to confession during the season of Lent. Uh, always an opportunity to renew our spiritual lives, so uh, there'll be uh, confessions uh, available in the parish uh, during that time. Uh, this week also there's confirmation here in the parish. The bishop will be here uh, to confirm some of the young children in the parish. I ask you especially to remember those young children. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended.
Hymn number 131, Amazing Grace. Number 131.